Hey guys, this is Audra. Um, I'm not in class actually. I'm up on Mount Tabor walking around. I was just listening to um, today's episode of The Daily, which comes from the New York Times and is a useful way to get news and was feeling inspired to redo the Dartmouth talk that I gave today in class in the face of everything that's going on in the world. Um, especially with the ice raids and then the shootings over last weekend um, and then the continuing separation of families at the border. It can feel um, collectively traumatizing, I think, for all of us. And my best friend, who happens to be a Buddhist chaplain, was recently, um, she came down into town last night and she'd had a really rough day at work and anyone who works at a hospital knows that that's where people go when they are in crisis when something's wrong right whether it's a mental health crisis or whether it is something um, wrong with their health with their bodies and so people who work at hospitals um, face a lot of trauma in every single day when they go to work Um, and so she'd had a really rough day and we were talking about this idea of trust and faith that the universe ultimately is um, has a plan for us that is maybe something that we don't understand in the moment, but that there is ultimately a plan. And what shows up in our path is ours to do. Um, and I had just learned over the weekend from a friend this story from the Bible, um, from the Gospel of Mark. <laughs> we, I thought it was Matthew, but I was wrong. Um, but it is the gospel of Mark and it's the story of, um, Jesus. And just to clarify, because I think that when we use stories from the Bible, it can get a little bit triggering for people, but the yogis claim Jesus as one of their own, believing that he, um, traveled to India and took many of the spiritual technologies back with him to the Middle East and used them as part of his, um, activism ultimately and some even believe that he is the eighth incarnation of Vishnu I believe that's right fact check then not fact that check check that um, and so in yogic terms um, Jesus is just a really cool dude who is trying to change the world for the better through um, being really aligned with his highest self and with love um, and so there's a story in the Gospel of Mark where He's walking to Jerusalem and he meets a man on the road and his this man is named Bartimus and I totally messed up the story today in class but I've got it down now and Bartimus is blind and he says to um, Jesus he calls him the son of David which essentially is like calling someone God at that time because God the Messiah was said to be coming from the son of David. And so this blind man without seeing Jesus goes up to him and greets him as the son of David and asks to be healed, right? And the name Bartimus, this is the cool part. You guys know that I love words, um, comes from some sort of um, Greek version and it means son, bar means son of, and then Timaeus. This is a really cool part because um, Timaeus is said to be one of the sort of speakers in one of Plato's dialogues that 
decides, yes, that there is like this earth and that there are human beings, but that there must also have been a God, right? That there must be some divine force behind all of this. And it's the argument in favor of there being um, the material world and then also the mysterious immaterial world of the spirit of God. And so we have this man greeting Jesus as God, as son of David on the road who's blind, who can't see, who has a name that is, um, he bears the name of someone who uh, represents like faith, faith in that which cannot be seen. And Anna and I were talking about this as a story, um, because we were talking a lot about trust and um, like our relationship to trust and faith when terrible things happen. And in this story, the man is not blind. Like, there's nothing that is um, by accident in the Bible. It's always going to be very purposeful. And so, the fact that he is blind, that he can't see, right? That he can't see Jesus, but still calls him the son of David is very significant and um, lends itself to the idea that. Sometimes we can't see evidence of goodness. We can't see evidence of God. We can't see evidence of love. And that the work then, as yogis, right, is to still trust that there is a plan. And that to trust in the mystery, to trust that love is the connection, the thread that weaves us all together. And it's very, very difficult, you know, because in the face of trauma and violence, and the myth of separation that we are being um, sold these days in our country, right? The myth of not belonging um, is it's really powerful. And it's hard to remember to trust, to remember that we are love. And one of the things that I've been working on in my own personal practice is um, the idea of being able to be present without making meaning right? Because sometimes in the meaning making, um, we start to lose that thread of connection. But in presence, that's the only time, the only space where we are able to really like live into the mystery and perhaps um, let go of any sort of need to understand.